And the Lord said that your body rejected the, the very thing that it needed to live. He said, no, son, stop rejecting me. This is The Unseen Story, first-hand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. The Unseen Story is a nonprofit that relies on financial support from listeners like you. Please visit our website, theunseenstory.org, to find out how you can partner with us today. You're listening to Chris's story, Stop Rejecting Me. But dialysis alone is it's nothing but a death sentence. You just you're waiting to die. The it's not a the best substance. It's a it's not a real life. It's like you're um, like you're stuck. It's like being locked up, but you you have your life, but you can't do anything. There's a disease in your blood that slowly overtaking your body. That's a picture of sin. I'm hoping that um, that someone can identify when I share this story because I don't think I'm um, the Lone Ranger who did this. I pretty much lived my life in sin. Yeah, I went to church and I had my times that I really felt God's presence in my life and and times that I thought I was repenting, but I always found myself going back, doing the same old thing. And it seems like right before I could get delivered, um, the enemy always knew what person to send in my life. He always knew what button to push that would keep me from totally surrendering. I never felt that I was doing that wrong. Now that I look back on it, I think it was self-righteousness. Well, looking back in my life over the last, uh, probably maybe about uh, 12, 15 years ago, that thing started to catch up with me. And as a just a point of reference, I had to be probably about 35 years old. I remember one day waking up and I was headed out to get me something to drink and I started to feel a, a great deal of pain in my foot. And my foot hurt so bad. I realized, man, this pain is not going to go away. I thought to myself, uh, I better go see a doctor. I made an appointment, and the doctor told me that, he said, you got gout. He told me I was eating too much red meat, and that if you just take some of these pills and cut out the red meat, you'll do okay. So I went on with my life, and I felt a little better, but this gout kept rolling around. Over the next six months of my life, I just kept dealing with gout and going to different doctors trying to figure out what's going on. And So one finally came to me and let me know. He said, oh, you got some deeper issues. You got some deeper problems. He said, as 
it looks like uh, your kidneys are not functioning properly. And he told me it probably won't be long that you'll be on dialysis. And I left there with a, a fear inside of me thinking, man, I don't want to be on dialysis. So I continued to drink and I continued to do my own thing. I realized that now I was bound. I couldn't stop. Uh, there was no stopping in me as much as I really wanted to change. And see, I did my own thing for years and years and years. And it came to a place that when it was time to change, I realized I couldn't. I started hurting really bad till I couldn't go anymore. I had an appointment with the doctor, and he finally looked at me, and he said, well, son, it's about that time you got to be on dialysis. And he explained it to me. He explained that I needed to get my blood cleaned out at least three times a week, and there was just a series of events that needed to take place from catheters being placed in my chest and, and set me up with a center to go to. And I left there thinking, there's no way that I'm going to do that. Well, about this time, my spiritual man kicked in. I realized that I'd got myself in a real jam. And I started thinking, well, God, I, I think you won. So I started flexing my spiritual muscle. And I said, God, I'm not going to do this dialysis. And I started uh, telling the Lord, you're going to have to heal me or kill me. And I was standing on that solid. I knew God's word. I knew he could heal me. And I started using my faith in a way that was full of pride. One day my mom looked at me. She said, son, she said, you need to do what's right. She said, other than that, you're going to end up killing yourself. You're going to end up making some of your other organs go out. She said, let's Let's get it over with. Let's just get it done. So I called my doctor up a few months later, and and I sat with him and talked with him, and he, he looked at me, and he said, you're just going to have to trust me. He said, you're going to be fine. He said, we'll get through this. Well, I began to swallow my pride, and I said, okay, I'm going to trust this doctor. And I guess I'm going to trust God. I couldn't ask the question, why am I on dialysis? I couldn't ask the question, why me? I couldn't have a big pity party. Because I already knew. I was like Frank Sinatra. I did it my way. And the Lord had finally allowed my circumstances that I created to get a hold of me. And I began to cry out out of a pure heart. And I said, yes, Lord, I understand while I'm here. I understand that there's something that you want me to do, that I've run from it all of my life. And the more I began to cry out unto the Lord, it became more real that who he was. It became more real that his purpose and everything that he had allowed me to see in my life. The Lord began to speak to me. He said, son, I'm going to give you a kidney. 
He said, but there's a few things. It's almost like I had some prerequisites that I needed to do. The Lord told me, you need to get your, you need to get your name right. You need to have integrity. I started making sure that everything about my name was good. No more trickery. Paid all my debt. Made sure I had good credit. I just began to change everything about my life. I wanted people to know that there was a, a, a new Chris Hughes on the horizon based upon the grace of God. I start really reading my word. I start really praying. I start being kind to people. I start trusting in God and hearing from him. And I learned how to encourage myself. I learned how to encourage others that were right around me going through some of the same circumstances, going to dialysis, in and out, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Good friend of mine, Moved here from out of town. David somehow had got word that I was on dialysis and we hadn't seen each other for years, probably about uh, 10, 15 years. And I knew him back growing up and we connected at a small church. David somehow had got word that I was on dialysis. He said, you're on dialysis, huh? I said, yeah, David. He said, well, you don't look like it. I said, well, thank you. Then he said, you know, I read a book, um, about Iran. He said, everyone in Iran knows that you can live with one kidney. And he said, there's no list. There's no donor list. And so David looked at me and David said, friend, I'm going to give you my kidney. Now, what you guys don't know is David is a, he's a white guy and I'm a black guy. I suppose in my ignorance, I kept thinking, man, this, this white guy doesn't have the same blood. By the way, the doctors had already told me that it's going to take me a while to get a kidney. They told me I had a special blood type. Well, David was excited about giving me a kidney, and I kept thinking, man, this guy has no way that he has the same blood type. We traded information. I gave him all my doctor's information, and he went down and got tested. And after about three weeks... They gave me and David a call. They said, you guys are a match. And man, it blessed my heart so much to think, wow, we have the same blood type and this is a possibility that I may get out of here. And after knowing that David was a match, it's like the Lord brought it to pass, everything he told me. He said I'd give me a kidney. And I told him that I would do what was right. Now we just had to go through the process of getting that kidney. Well, I did just that. I got the kidney. It was a blessing. Well, after the first night of getting the kidney, it looks like everything went well. Second night, everything was good. Third night, everything was good. I said, Mr. Hughes, you can go home with your new kidney. Well, overjoyed, I went home. And I thought to myself, this is going to be great. I got a new life. 
I felt just the weight of life lifted. And after one day being at home, something was wrong. I went to the restroom and it just something was wrong. All I saw was red. So I called my kidney doctor and I said, hey, something's not right. And he, he urged me to hurry, get back to the hospital. I got back to the hospital and he met me there and, and I looked at the doctor and I said, hey, doc, am I going to be okay? And he said, well, you need to talk to your boss. Well, this was a real tough doctor. And for him to tell me that one, I knew perhaps I was in trouble. After a series of tests, the doctors let me know, you've had the worst kidney rejections, one of the worst we've ever seen. It was at that point, they, they put me in ICU. And I stayed in ICU probably a good month. I remember looking up at my mom and I told her, I said, Mom, I said, uh, I'm tired. I, I, I think I just want to go home. She said, no, son, I'm praying, and you just keep hanging in there. About that time that uh, it seemed like some, some fresh life started coming into my body. As soon as I felt that life coming in, I, I remember I gazed towards heaven, and I began to talk to the Lord. And I said, Lord, uh, you promised me a kidney. And I said, I, I can't understand why all of this happened. I said, I, I, why, did I, why did I have to, to go through this to the point that I almost wanted to just die? What, what is all of this about? I don't believe we go through anything without trying to get an understanding. What's going on? God, what is this about? And as I cried out to the Lord, I distinctively heard God's voice and God said, I wanted you to feel what I felt. I said, God, what do, what do you mean? What, what did you feel? At this point, he had my attention. And the Lord said that your body rejected the, the very thing that it needed to live. He said, no, son, stop rejecting me. He said, I want you to get out of here and go tell all of my people. Stop rejecting me. That's my story. So no more do I live lawless or self-righteousness, but I live by his promise. I live by his grace. I live by his presence. Thanks so much for listening. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what he wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. God has called us to share his stories and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.